0: Welcome to the Success Music Podcast, where we lay down some powerful speeches on top of some dope beats, so that you can get your daily dose of motivation without killing your vibe. Let's go. I think that, um, I think that, uh, I think that it's been really interesting for me for the last three years to watch, so tech, when I was investing in it for me and when I was growing my business in the 90s and then when I really got into it in 04, 5, 6, 7, you know, people were in it because they were really good at it or in it or really passionate. Right now, everybody thinks that if you're 22 and you have an idea, you're entitled to a startup, right? And so, the thing that's been really fascinating for me to watch, the dichotomy of structure and understanding how to play the game versus entrepreneurship. So for example, again, Being a dick about it, I know I'm sitting in a room full of number twos, threes, and fours, right? There's so many people in this room that are like gonna be like could be dominant number two, threes, and fours. And I'm pissed that the narrative now is that you need to be a number one and have your company because a lot of people are gonna lose or leave money on the table because that's just the narrative, right? And so the difference for me between a two, three, and four and a one is having a stomach. And so one of the things that we've seen a lot of because Zucks went to Harvard and like literally being East Coast bound, like watching all these kids that are going to Ivy League schools, including Stanford, so mixing the whole mix. just like actually everybody's a better student than I was so I'll just call it everybody but watching the elite top 3%, so many of those players, guys and gals have come into the game in the last 24, 36 months and have lived the narrative where things have been good, right? Like, like. You know, again, I'm using a lot of prejudice. I default into thinking that like you guys were way more capable than me than figuring out how to map yourselves to go through the school system. Like you understood that game. Like very honestly, like it's cool to be like, oh fuck school and I sucked, and then I was a great entrepreneur. But like it would have been cool to have figured it out. Like I would have been fine getting C's and B's, right? Like that would have been interesting. Then you know, I that like then. I would have had a better life. Like, like college would have been more fun. I would have went, wouldn't have went to Mount Ida College where seven of my eight core friends fucking went to jail, right? So, you know, if you want to keep it real. Uh, so, you know, so, but I just couldn't. And I think that that's what I'm seeing the reverse of right now which is on the flip side, being an entrepreneur and really running a successful company, here's the problem. There isn't just like one teacher who fucking decides and you figured out how to map him or the syllabus or whatever the fuck you guys do to figure out what you needed. The problem is when you have a startup or a business, you're playing to the market. And the market doesn't give a fuck who your parents were or how you rolled or what happened before. The market just cares about the market. And so I think that what's been really interesting for me to observe and, and I would say is something for you guys to think about is, again, you're gonna wanna think in a certain way versus what may be the reality, or you might underestimate yourself, it just depends on your DNA. But the ability to adjust is the entire game. Like, I'm so proud that I ch- ch- change my mind every day. My dad used to get so pissed when I was building Wine Library. He would always be like, fuck, he's like, he would say, like, three months ago you said Ricky was gonna be the best employee. I'm like, I changed my mind. He shit, fire him. Or, or, He's like you said sparkling wine was important now you just eliminated it from the key spot I'm like I changed my mind like my ability to only be comfortable in massive chaos has been my biggest asset as an entrepreneur like I would never take a fucking note like that scares the piss out of me what these three people are doing right now right and so now 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 that may work for them and I'm not t- like back to the opening statement like you need to do you like some, plenty of people that make a fuckload more money than me and one bigger take fucking notes. The key, the key though, the key is way too many people are doing, like, here's a good one. You know what really pissed me the fuck off? I'm completely driven by like happiness and like I'm crippled by like chaos, like, you know, VaynerMedia, which is now 500 people, update your shit. Um, <laughs> VaynerMedia is like completely dictated by, like I'm a dictator of HR. Like all I care about is the atmosphere. All I care about is how people, intern. All I care about is like how people roll. Like I, I think I've fired four most talented, smartest people that have worked for me because if you don't know how to play with the other boys and girls you're out because I suffocate under you know conflict and negativity and like nobody's better than me so you, you gotta go. So what really pissed me off in tech world was when Steve Jobs' book came out when he was dying, when it was all about Steve three or four years ago. I literally watched a lot of my tech startup friends start being like a dick to their staff because jobs was tough. Everybody fell into the romance of like I have this big vision and I'm gonna be a dick like Steve, right? And I thought that was really interesting for me to watch that half decade of like literally watching people I know and then watching them act differently because the status or the icon of the moment and you see a lot of that.